0: Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Good stuff. Well, uh, good morning. Welcome to Freedom Church. My name is Hannah, and I'll be leading uh, this morning our time through uh, together. And uh, firstly, it's slightly different. If you're new here, then you're really welcome. But it's slightly different than what we would normally do. It's a bit more creative. Uh, We've got cold drinks uh, after this service and before the next uh, rather than hot. And each week will be different throughout the summer uh, because throughout the summer we'll be looking at our four values, uh, the values that we center ourselves on at Freedom Church. But for those who went to Holiday Club just two weeks ago, uh, we learnt a verse, didn't we? Uh, and last week we looked at it as well, but we're just going to recap just that together uh, before we move on. So can anyone remember what that verse was? Go on, Janet, you know. For so yes, for God so loved the world. Can you remember where it's from? John 3, verse 16. Perfect, brilliant. Can we put that up for us, Aaron? Uh, here's some gaps, because I didn't want to give it away straight away. Can anyone remember the actions to this? Come on, Adam. I'm looking at you because I know you know them really well. Can we give Adam a massive round of applause? Who's going to come and help me? Come on, Adam. Yes. Okay. Adam, can you remember the actions to this? What do you reckon? You think so. He thinks so, which is good. Okay, here we go. Should we say it together with the gaps? Because we don't want to give it away too much. Okay, you ready? For God loved the world so much. That he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not die but have eternal life. Very good. Well done, Adam. Thank you so much. Good job. Okay, now, come on. We're going to do this all together. So if you're able, come on. We're going to sound and we're going to do this together. Really quickly. All right, this is the task. This is the challenge unfold those arms. (laughs) I saw you, I saw you. Okay, shake your hands. Come on, we're going to do this together. Powerhouse, are you ready? Really quickly. For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him will not die but have eternal life. Very good, (laughs) brother. Very, very good. Now, it's funny, isn't it? We, we try and remember scripture, don't we? <laughs> we try and remember scripture because it's really helpful when we're feeling alone at school or bullied in the workplace or whatever. We can remember that God so loved the world. He loved you. He loved me so much that he gave his only son, which is brilliant. Well done. Now, it's the summer of 2019. Hands up who uh, has found this half of the year to go ridiculously quickly. Oh, so many of us. It's gone so quick. And for so, some of us, so slow. But that's okay. We're here in August 2019. And as I said at the beginning, for the next four weeks, we'll be looking at our values encounter, gather, grow, and influence. And so today, we'll be looking at encounter. Now, I was thinking about encounter, encountering Jesus, encountering the Father and the Holy Spirit. And I figured that, um, like anything we encounter, we use our senses. And so I thought we could explore this this morning with our senses. And so um, I'd love for you, just uh, with the people around you, in teams of maybe eight or ten, you need to kind of group together, okay? So teams of eight or ten, just those around you. And if you could nominate one person to come and get a team sheet, I'll be over here. Come and collect a team sheet. Teams of eight and ten, everyone's involved in this, okay? For those who are around, teams of eight and ten. One person nominated, come and get a team sheet. Okay, so everyone should be in teams of about eight or ten, Everyone just have a team sheet. Okay, and on there you will see the five senses, the five senses we can use and God uses to reveal himself to us and for us to encounter him. So the first task, here we go, is sense number one. Now this morning, you'll be working together for this first task on our sense number one. So on the screen in just a moment, on the screen in just a moment, is going to appear a number of logos. Okay, in just a moment on the screen is going to appear a number of logos, okay? And uh, they will only appear for three seconds. And then after they have disappeared, you are to write down as a team what you saw, okay? See, senses, right, okay, here we go. So for three seconds, these logos are gonna appear. Ready, steady, go. One, two, Three and disappear. Write down what you see. What did you see? What did you see? Okay, well done. All right, here we go. This is when we're going to reveal the answers. So, uh, team down here, just give me one of the logos you saw. Lacoste. And one after. Pringles. Next one after. Ferrari. Reeses at the back. Adidas. Well done. At the back on the right. McDonald's. Very good. Next one. Amazon. Yep. Starbucks. Starbucks, Brilliant. Should we take a look? Uh, No cheating. Tick them off. Okay. Here we go. What did we see? These were the logos. We saw Domino's. Pepsi. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Red Bull. Adidas. McDonald's, Pringles, Starbucks, Reese's, BMW, the best in the world, Toblerone, Lacoste, Amazon, Ferrari, and PlayStation. So add up how many you got right and put the score just next to it. How well did we do? Anyone get all 15? Oh, sad times. We're all rubbish seers. <laughs> anyone get 14? Anyone get 13? Yeah. Very good. Well done, well done, well done. Okay, so add up your scores, stick them on the side, and then we'll tally them up at the end. Okay, sense number two. Task number two. This is all of you together again, okay? Task number two, sense number two is this. You are going to hear four animal noises at the same time being played on a violin. You are going to hear it once. And then we're going to pause. And then we're going to hear it again. So you have to listen out to what animals you think the violin is playing. There's four being played at the same time. Are you ready? (laughs) None of you are sure. What is this going to sound like? Uh, Okay, so it's four. Are you ready? All right, here we go. Thank you, Harry. Okay, there are four animals being played by a violin. What are they? I, don't know. I think that was pretty obvious. We're not gonna do it again. <laughs> I'm joking. Should we hear it again? You wanna hear it again? One more time? Okay, thank you, Harry. <coughs> okay, so four animals. <laughs> that was so much fun putting together. <laughs> Four animals what were they? Okay. So who thinks they've got their first one? Yeah, what do you think it was? Okay, so cow, very good. What was the second? Donkey. Donkey, okay. Third? Bird. Can you be more specific, Trevor? <laughs> How specific are we going to be in this lower competition? Uh, And then anything else? Anyone hear anything else? An elephant, okay? Well, one of them's not right, so. Okay, let's take a look. What were the animals? They were a fly, a cow, a chick, and an elephant. Those are the four animals. What there's uproar of freedom church this morning! There uh, are four animals. I'm only gonna take those animals. For yeah. it's it's true, it's true. It played a fly, it was like a cow, a chick, and an elephant. Well done. Count your scores up and then put them on the side and we'll count them at the end. Okay, well done. So that was sense number two, which is our hearing. Okay, sense number three is our touch, okay, we feel, uh, we feel. So I want you to nominate one person who is going to be competing on behalf of your team. One person competing on half of your team. Okay, all right, so write down what you think was in the bucket, and then we shall reveal. We'll give Luke a little time, so write them down on this little sheet. Okay, so there were four items. Uh, just a little clue, if you want to change any of them. They are all linked in some way. In some way or another. They would probably be put under the same sort of category in terms of item. Okay, just a few more seconds, a few more seconds, in case you want to change them. Okay, time's up, no more changing, right, those who competed, hand up first, who do you think, okay, Esther, what do you think was in there? A tape. now, okay, I won't reveal any answers yet, uh, anyone else? Yeah, Katie? A pen, okay, anyone like Tom? A glue stick, okay, anything else? Yeah, Dick? A rubber, okay, Matthew? A cone? What what is a cone? What does that even look like? (laughs) A cone. Okay. All right, here we go. These are the answers. There was a pen. There was a paper clip. And there was a masking tape. Now, the second one was just to throw you. There wasn't a stapler in there, because you probably would have felt it. But instead, it was a glue stick. A glue stick, so there was a glue stick, there was a pen, there was masking tape, and there was a paper clip. Did anyone get the paper clip? Oh, well done, Katie. Very good. So paper clip, mask and tape, pen, and glue stick. Okay, so tally up. How many do you think you've got? And then write them on the side. Okay, so that was number three. Six. Number four is taste. It's taste. Okay, what's going to happen is this. Only one person can come up, but they need to bring a partner to feed them. Okay, so one person to eat and the second person to taste. Okay. Okay, if we could have pears... uh, over there lining up and pairs lining up over here that'd be really helpful okay and what's going to happen is we're all uh, honest here right yes so we're just going to those who are eating you must close your eyes okay so you're not allowed to see the item they're putting in your mouth okay okay so the four actual biscuits were these they'll come up on the screen They were nice. They were bourbon, they were motted milk, and they were custard cream. So make sure you uh, mark them out, stick on your number, and we'll count them up at the end. Very good. Well done. Okay. Now, the last sense. Who can tell me what the last sense is that we haven't covered yet? Smell. Smell. Okay. So, what's going to happen now? I've got four candles. Okay, so um, what's going to happen is you can have as many people come up as possible, but only one person from your team at a time can be smelling them. Okay, so then they're in no order. You they're under this uh, cloth, so one person at a time to come and smell the candles. And then if you want to send someone else, then you can, but not until the other person has returned. Uh, the beautiful music would be grand. Please send up your first contender. Okay, well done. Thank you so much for participating. Well done, teams. who won. Congratulations. You are the winners. Okay, so what was that about, right? Our senses. Cannot we be just thankful for our senses? And we may not have all of them. We may just have a few of them. We may have all of them, but we are thankful God has given us our senses that we can see, that we can hear, that we can feel, that we can taste, and we can smell. And I really believe, I firmly believe, that God can use our senses to reveal Himself to us. Our value here at Teaching, our first value at Freedom Church is to encounter, because we want to encounter God, the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son. We want to encounter Him. And to do that, we can use our senses. We can see God, right? We can see His creation. We can see other people. We can see His transforming power in our lives. He gives visions. And dreams, God allows us to see uh, when we encounter him, to hear. God loves to speak, he's a speaking God. And he loves to use noises and sounds like water or streams or the flickering fire. God can use different sounds as well as words to reveal himself to us. He loves to uh, reveal himself to us as we hear. We've just got to be listening, right? We've just got to be listening. The third, we can encounter God by how he makes us feel. We can feel with our hands, yes, we touch and we can feel certain things, but he makes us feel. God's created our emotions. He loves to make us feel and to be overwhelmed by a sense of something that God has just given us, a sense of love. Have you ever felt just overwhelmed by God's love? He loves to reveal himself to us through how we feel. And then our taste buds. We love to take communion here at Freedom Church. We're not going to do it today, uh, but we love to take the bread and to drink the wine. And through those things, we can remember God and we can encounter this Jesus who sacrificed himself. But not only can God reveal himself to us through communion, but through a really good tasting meal. You may say, God spoke to me. I just tasted this thing and God revealed himself. I had an encounter with him through something that I tasted. God loves to do that as well. And then finally, we encounter God through smells. Now, we don't do incense here, but you can buy incense sticks. And sometimes that allows us to focus our attention on God and his goodness and his fragrance of love through the smells. And so we can encounter God, can't we, through many different senses. And now every week over the summer, over these four weeks, we're going to look at a story from Acts uh, following on from last week from our holiday celebration. And today we're going to look at the story in Acts chapter 3. Uh, so I need some help with this because I thought we could read it together really creatively. Okay, so um, Sim, can you be a carrier for us? Can you just come to the front for me? Is that okay? Uh, and Tim, uh, why don't we get into to work? Tim, can you come up to the front? Is that okay? Perfect, thanks so much. And Adam, uh, Adam, because you were so great this morning, can you be the lame man for us? Is that okay? Great. Come to the front. Come to the front for me. And we need a Peter and a John. Anyone want to be a Peter or a John? Anyone want to be a Peter? George, can you be my Peter for me? And Katie, can you be my John? you is laughing. Katie, you're going to be my John. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> She was laughing at George. Okay, so uh, Peter and John over here, and we've got some carriers and a layman. So Peter and John, you're going to start at the back for me. Is that okay? Because you're going to be on your way to the beautiful gate. And this is the beautiful gate on the screen. This is uh, where our scene occurs. The beautiful gate. Now, uh, there is come dispute and argument about whether this is the beautiful gate. Some people think it's not the same as the golden gate. Uh, But this is the golden gate that's been closed up because some people were so scared that Jesus was going to come back through it that they closed it up so he couldn't come. Not sure it's going to work, but okay. Um, and they sealed it, and then they opened it again. They sealed it and they opened it, and now this is what it looks like. So we're going to use this as the beautiful gate this morning. So Peter and John are going to come when I read. You're going to jump into action, uh, and you're going to do exactly what it says. Is that okay, Peter, John? You ready? Great. Okay, and then carriers and layman, can you just start over here for me? Because what you're going to do is going to become very clear, and Sim and Tim are going to be really strong, and they're going to do something with Adam, which is going to be really safe, and it's going to be really good. Okay, are we ready? So we're going to read this together. Peter, John, ready? You will go on my first whistle. Jokes. Uh, And then you guys, okay, here we go. So Peter and John, you guys, went to the temple one afternoon, this is the temple, so come on, make your way up, guys. One afternoon, at about 3 o'clock, as they uh, approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Here we go, here we go, here we go. There we go. Okay, so the lame man was being carried in, and he was being brought to the temple gates. And Peter and John were here, okay? good So when, when he saw, you can put him down now and leave him, because that's what sort of friends you are. You're lame. Pretend to be lame, Adam. Well done. Very good. Bye. Bye. Well done. Thank you, carriers. You're great. You're great. Okay, so the lame man was brought to the temple gate. Now, he was brought there for one reason only, to get some cash, because he had no other means of earning a living. And so his friends or his family would have agreed to brought him to this temple gate so that the people passing through will give him some cash. Okay, so that's why he's there. Peter and John come. But when they come, something different happens. Here it goes. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, the lame man, he asked them for some money, as he always did. Peter and John looked at him intently. <laughs> Very good. They looked at him intently. And, uh, and then what happened next? Uh, and Peter said, look at us. Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, very good, Adam, uh, eagerly expecting some money, as he always did. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man's right hand, right hand, is she right? You got it? Okay, right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood to his feet, and began to walk. (laughs) Wow! So good. Can we give our actors a very big round of applause? Thank you so much. (laughs) Very good. And what happened next was he jumped up, he stood to his feet, began to walk, then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. They went that way. Uh, They went into the temple. And all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Wow. So let's just unpack, unpack this scene, shall we? So as I said, the lame man was there because he had no other place to go. He had to earn living some way. And so he was brought to the gate, asking for money. But what happened? Peter and John came along and they said, we don't have any cash. But we will give you what we do have. And what did they have? They had the power in the name of Jesus to heal him. But what they had was given to them just a chapter before, in cha- chapter 2 of the book of Acts, which is the Holy Spirit. They had something They had this special thing that allowed this man to come up from his feet and walk when he was lame for so many years. But they had one thing. They had that something. And that something was the Holy Spirit. Now, my point is the Holy Spirit enables us to encounter God in powerful and in beautiful ways. The Holy Spirit is real. And he's with us and he lives in us. We're going to watch um, just a short video about the Holy Spirit that unpacks us a little bit uh, and we may learn something from it. But after that, I've got some activities for the children if you want to come to the front uh, ready for that. We're going to make some bookmarks. Uh, They do include glues and scissors. So guardians, you might want to come and assist if they're very little. And we've got some worksheets. Anyone young or old can come and do that. So after the video, I'll get them out, get them ready for you, uh, and then we'll uh, unpack this a little more. Thank you, Harry. Let's watch this video.
1: If you've ever heard the phrase, the Holy Spirit, and you want to know what it means, where do you start?
2: Well, you have to start on page one of the Bible, where the uncreated world is depicted as this dark, chaotic place. But then, above the chaos, God's Spirit is there, hovering, ready to bring about life and order and beauty. Okay, but what is God's Spirit? Yeah, so the Spirit is the way the biblical authors talk about God's personal presence. The Hebrew word is ruach. Ruach. <laughs> yeah, you got to clear your throat at the end.
1: So what is it?
2: Well, ruach can refer to a number of different things, but what they all have in common is energy. Energy? How so? So there's an invisible energy that makes the clouds move or the tree branches sway. Right. Wind. So in Hebrew, that's ruach. Okay. Now take a big breath. So you feel that inside you. Yeah, the air? Well, specifically the energy, right? The vitality in your body that you get from breathing deeply. That, too, is ruach. And this is the same word used in the Bible to describe God's personal presence. Just like wind and breath are invisible, God's spirit is invisible. Wind is powerful and so God's spirit is powerful. And just as breath keeps us alive, so God's spirit sustains all of life. Yeah, Ruach. Now, as we continue on in the story of the Bible, we see God's ruach giving special empowerment to people for specific tasks. The first person in the Bible this happens to is Joseph. God's spirit enables him to understand and interpret dreams.
1: And then it happens to this guy named Bezalel, and he's an artist. God's spirit empowers him with wisdom and skills. He's given creative genius to make beautiful things in the tabernacle.
2: And we also see God's ruach empower a group of people called the prophets.
1: They're able to see what's happening in history from God's point of view. That's exactly right. And here's
2: the problem as the prophets saw it. While God's Ruach had created a really good world, humans have given in to evil. They've unleashed chaos into it through their injustice.
1: A new type of disorder.
2: Yes. And the prophet said the Spirit would come, just like in Genesis 1, but now to transform the human heart, to empower people to truly love God and others.
1: How will this new act of God's Spirit happen?
2: Well, centuries pass, and we are introduced to Jesus. And at the beginning of his mission, there's this beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized in the waters of the Jordan River.
1: Yeah, the sky opens up and God's spirit comes and rests on him like a bird.
2: This story is saying that God's spirit is empowering Jesus to begin the new creation. And we see this happening when he heals people or forgives their sins. He's creating life where there once was death.
1: Now, Israel's religious leaders oppose Jesus and they eventually have him killed.
2: But even here, God's spirit is at work. The earliest disciples of Jesus, who saw him alive from the dead, said it was God's energizing spirit that raised Jesus.
1: This is the beginning of new creation.
2: Yes, and it's still going. When Jesus appeared to his closest followers, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit.
1: And soon after that, the Spirit powerfully comes on all of his disciples.
2: So that they can become a part of this new creation and share the good news and learn how to live by the energy and influence of God's Spirit. And
1: so, today, the Spirit is still hovering in dark
2: places. Yes, pointing people to Jesus, transforming and empowering them so they can love God and others. And the Christian hope is that the Spirit is going to finish the job. The story of the Bible ends with a vision of a new humanity, living in a new world that is permeated with God's love and life-giving Spirit.
0: Bible Projects. um, You can watch loads of our videos on YouTube. They're brilliant. Uh, But hopefully that was helpful. But it's interesting, isn't it? We've got some uh, stuff down here. Let me show you. I made one earlier. A good old Blue Peter moment. Do you like my bookmark? Do you think that's pretty? It's cool, man. So you can come and make them. Uh, You just cut out the letters and then you can glue stick them on uh, the blue bookmarks if you want to do that. Uh, Young people, you can come as well. I know you're bugging to do that. Uh, That's fine. You can do that if you want to. No worries. If not. But... I just want to just touch on three mythbusters, okay, about the Holy Spirit and encountering God through His Spirit. Number one, encountering God is necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary for our relationship with God to begin, but also to continue, because we as disciples are created in His image, and we are created to encounter Him in different ways through our senses. Encountering God is essential. And so if your story might be, well, I counted God many years ago. Well, I'd love to invite you to encounter him again and again and again and again. Because it's not just a one-off thing. It's a continuous thing. It's a, a, a weekly thing. It's a, a daily thing. We are invited to encounter God. So the first mythbuster: God, encountering God is necessary for us as disciples. Number two, encounters with God, they build faith. For the same reason that we as disciples of Jesus are called to encounter him in amazing and powerful ways to build our faith, to build our relationship with God in order for us to be an influence in this world and to shine brightly like lights and to be salt on this earth that needs him. So much. The first myth, encountering God is necessary. Encounters with God does build faith. And the last one is that encounters with God are really not too far away. God is so accessible to us. And all we have to do is invite him to come and say, God, I want to encounter you in a fresh and new way. Whether that's for the first time or whether that's for the hundredth time or the fifth or whatever, whatever in between. We are to encounter God. We are created to encounter God. And it really is not far away. And so we're going to do that today. Right? It would be foolish for us not to. Right? We're going to invite the spirit to come in a fresh way for God to show his glory. And we're just going to wait on him. We're going to wait on him to uh, reveal himself to us, uh, and we're going to do that together. So Luke uh, and Ben, if you can uh, come up. We're just going to wait in silence to start off with, and uh, you may uh, encounter God in a way that's different today. You may uh, see a picture in your head. You may just get a really overwhelming sense of his presence. You may get a really overwhelming sense of his love for you. Or God might remind you of a scripture that you've learned before. Or he might speak to you through what the kids are doing down here or through a word that we sing perhaps. We can encounter God in such amazing ways. All we've got to do is be available. All we've got to do is be available. So we're just going to wait, if that's okay. We're just going to wait. If you want to just uh, sit in your chair just so that you're ready, whether you want to put your hands out, whether you want to cross your arms or whatever, or close your eyes so that you're focused. We're just going to invite the Spirit to come so that he will reveal himself to us. Do you want that? I'm seeing some nods. I'll take that as a yes. That's good. So why don't we just just breathe, take a deep, deep breath in, and God can speak over the noise and over the rustling. It doesn't need to be dead silent. We're just going to wait for God to show us himself. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful. Thankful for your presence with us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome in our lives, in our thoughts, how we behave and how we talk. You are welcome. Father, I know that you've spoken to so many of us already in just these last few moments. So Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're speaking God, that you love to be involved, that you love to be at the center of all that we do. And so we declare that you are the center. Thank you, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to meet with us. Thank you for revealing yourself to us.